Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. My name is Mark Francis, once again, your host for today. And uh, you get two voices today. You have my voice and you have the voice of Scott Santmar, pastor of Local Outreach. How are you? Appreciate it. Well, this is a a quick kind of, I almost call it an addendum or an epilogue to last (laughs) week we had the Fellowship family meeting, otherwise known as, formerly known as the congregational meeting where we gave several updates of the in the the family ministry, discipleship, finance, a little global church recap. And there's other ministries that have things to say. And, uh, you know, we get short on time. And, uh, you know, people like to hang out and eat desserts. Of course. And so, therefore, let's use this as an opportunity to uh, hear from you, Scott, as we get a chance to uh, dive into what we're doing in our community. So... Let's just start with, once again, kind of how you view your, your role, like being local outreach. What does that mean to you and how you serve our community? Yeah. So uh, it was it was fun during our, our global church week. Got to meet with a number of those global church partners and talk about local outreach. Mm. And, and the best way to describe it to them is that we have basically four buckets hmm. that we kind of put local outreach in. And the, the first is our relationship with local partners. And those local partners are ministries and organizations that we're not going to recreate, but we can come alongside them with volunteers and with funding and, and support in different ways uh, to, to move those ministries forward. Uh, the other is our our partnership that we have with Winchester Public Schools through through mentoring, uh, and then there are, our third bucket uh, would be the the personal um, local outreach that those people that call FBC their home live next to neighbors, mm-hmm. work next to people in different cubicles, have family members who've not heard who Christ is. So Mm -hmm. how are they reaching out and how do we resource them? Building bridges concept. Our building bridges concept. Yep. And then fourth would be uh, looking at church planning. Hmm. So that's kind of a a much bigger but different bucket. We'll try to touch on all those if we can today. So let's start in that first bucket. These are organizations. These are um, partnerships we have with people in town um, that are, are... really helping the community in a broad perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have more religious and spiritual overtones than others. They do. But um, let's just go down the list. Let's start. I, I'm familiar with this most recent one because we did a banquet for them um, less than a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it's Abacare. And they, um, so just run down kind of what that ministry is and give us an update of how we partner with them. Yeah. So Abacare has... Um, has been in partnership with FBC since its very beginnings. So there's never been a time when Albuquerque wasn't a part of what FBC was doing. So that's, I would say, one of our longest and most enduring partnerships. Uh, and their whole focus uh, is on um, women who are in need, in need of help during a pregnancy. Uh, and, and they have expanded those types of helps uh, from their very beginnings, it was much more of a, we want to come alongside you and, and pray for you and understand uh, where you're coming from, especially if they were abortion-minded, uh, all the way up to today where they've become a full medical mm-hmm. facility mm-hmm. with amazing uh, 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 abilities to uh, 
to essentially be a uh, pregnancy center. They're doing ultrasounds. They're doing they're doing everything. They have delivering a medical children. team. <laughs> but it goes beyond that because they're actually providing uh, just a almost a level of. Uh, care that goes beyond just the physical. Yeah. They, they are providing some support, um, whether it be financial, whether it be just items that you would need as a underserved, underprivileged young mother. Um, they're providing counseling. They're pointing people to the to the gospel. Over and over again. And and you know, some of their newest programs like their Ezra program uh, is a, a program that's specifically focused uh, to that that mother, that couple, uh, who's been told that that their child uh, is most likely not going to make it through the whole pregnancy mm. or or die shortly after it's born because of whatever defect or or um, genetic thing is going on there that would keep it from thriving. So a lot of times those folks are told, go ahead and terminate this pregnancy and be done. Uh, where they're coming alongside and saying, you know what, this is still a life, and we're going to treat it with dignity mm. mm-hmm. and, and come alongside those folks. And that's a real um, a real blessing to them, and it's a brand new thing. So it's a, it's a unique, unique opportunity. one of the ways that we partner with them is that we provide the, the facility for them to host their large fundraising event each year, um, yeah. which just happened that we're talking about. And... Um, I know from chatting with Nikki Morelli, who's the director there, that they had a successful banquet. Um, yeah, I the, think in every way they thought it was successful in pretty much every way. Yeah, so they yeah. were very pleased. And they look for pledges. They look for kind of the support for the year, and they hit their mark. Yeah. So um, yeah. that was, I think, very much a blessing to them. Yeah. Um, so yeah. other other things that we other organizations here in town. We actually support by hosting things. The yeah. next one coming up is a Laurel Center event in November. Yeah. Um, so yeah. tell us about Laurel Center. They do, they call it the, their empty bowl event mm-hmm. um, where they have uh, potters who make bowls and people can actually buy a bowl. Um, there are folks who have literally gone year after year after year and have complete sets of these bowls. Yes, absolutely. Um, but it's, it's, one of their, it's one of their bigger <laughs> fundraisers. And yeah. the Laurel Center's whole focus is on uh, abused women and how to give them shelter and counseling, mm-hmm. uh, how to give them that immediate relief from, from, that, um, from that abuse, whatever mm-hmm. that might look like. Um, so they have a lot of unique things set up around and they help those women to figure out what their next best steps are. Mm. You know, is that moving out of the area? Is that, uh, you know, maybe it's it's uh, just being able to, to step back for a month or two from that relationship and, and see how they can go about healing that thing. So those are ways they go about that. They're not inherently, a, they're, and they're not, they're not a Christian organization. Right. But they're an organization that... That does a very unique thing that we will not. So then, how do you view our partnership with that? When you say they're not a Christian organization, what kind of give us the the breakdown of kind of why we would get plugged in with mm-hmm. an organization like that? It's a place that we can send volunteers. 
So they may not inherently be a Christian organization, but we can send volunteers into that organization Mm -hmm. that are. Mm -hmm. So they can still be the light of Christ uh, in those people's lives, in those women's lives, uh, at some of the most difficult times. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing stopping them from sharing their faith and their beliefs uh, in those those moments. So that's one way we can go about Mm -hmm. being a part Mm -hmm. um, in, in what they're doing without recreating an entire ministry. Hmm. And with their event coming up, it's November 10th, it's on a mm-hmm. Friday. Just another example of an opportunity of, yes, we are hosting them and being a light to the community of having a facility that can have their mm-hmm. their fundraising event. And yeah. there's plenty of people that we work with and partner with who aren't believers who are being exposed sure. to just our campus yeah. and that we are open yeah. to receive yeah. them. Yeah, and last year uh, I was here uh, as people were coming and uh, to that event, and it was amazing how many folks were kind of meandering through our home center, mm-hmm. collecting materials, yeah. seeing what was going on there. So just the facility itself mm-hmm. uh, was was inviting in a very Christ manner. Yeah, yeah. So that's coming up November 10th. I'm sure you can... Um, Attend if you'd like to, and yep. uh, it's just a neat event. Um, other organizations in town. Let's talk about Winchester Rescue Mission. Yeah. So then they have a banquet. It will be in 2024, uh-huh. but right on the cusp of it. Um, so the Rescue Mission again, another long-term partnership that we've had, not just financially, but with volunteers, and uh, we've done a lot of things with them and for them, and they've hosted things here. So there's lots of interaction amongst them, and and their whole focus is on the homeless issue uh, of Winchester and the surrounding area, um, which is not going away. Mm. Uh, it's yeah, not going away. I mean, we see it as we just drive around town. Sure, people holding up signs uh, saying just any little bit helps. Uh, and yeah. it, it, it's real. Uh, sure. There's people living in tents. There's people who are homeless. They're just they're going to this rescue mission just for their fresh meal of yeah. the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and they have, <clears throat> again, grown immensely. Um, not because that it was something that they wanted, but it's a necessity in our in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if the homeless population was shrinking, then so would they. But that's not the case. Yeah, and and as they've been growing, and that's due to kind of a person who's been around for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Thomas. And I don't know if anybody read the Winchester Star or heard in the last couple of months, he's going to be. Leaving, yes. So, what's the update? What do you know with what's happening there? Yeah. So, Brandon is going to be going to an organization uh, called City Lights, which is uh, kind of a national organization of homeless shelters, uh, and he'll be a part of that national organization. Right now, they have an interim director, uh, and Lauren Close, and she she has been on staff for a number of years. She headed up the women's shelter, so she's very familiar with the organization and how things work. And right now, she's the interim. They haven't begun a new search uh, as of yet, um, so we're not sure where, what their next steps are. And how do we best partner with them? Um, I'll speak from experience. My community group that we led, we, we've done a couple different nights where we've gone there and helped serve food. Yeah. Um, so there's a partnership that we were able to, as a community group, just participate in. Other ways that yeah. you think that we have been able to help them over the years? What yeah. Have you, what have you I mean, seen? 
as as a community group, that's a real simple way to just step in and be a part of something that's going to happen every day. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a meal happening every day, so that's an easy way to do that. We've had numerous men... um, go and do Bible studies and mentor and disciple men that are there at the rescue mission, um, countless, uh, countless over the last decades of time. Um, and then they have specific needs sometimes where they'll have, you know, we really need this wall painted or this room mm-hmm. redone. And then they'll they'll kind of put that out there. And, and so many times we've been able to gather a group of people together and to, to pull those things. Because they have a, a basically a men's facility and a women's facility. Correct. And they have another building that they are... They have another building on. on Valley Avenue, which will be an even extended uh, time. Um where they're looking to do uh, more of a, even a, a, a daytime space because what happens is that during the day they send these folks out uh, and in the winter especially they're looking for warm places mm. to go. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times that's the library or mm-hmm. you know it's any uh, yep. open public space uh, that they'll go, but they're looking to having a dedicated space there at the at mm. the Valley Avenue location that will be. Uh, um, a day space hmm. for them to to be at as well. So those, those are some of the top ones. Another organization are for maybe uh, for youth. So we have uh, Young Life Fellowship yeah. of Christian Athletes. What other kind of organizations? Yeah, Young Life is is uh, been in the area for a while, but they have they've kind of hit their stride over the last couple of years and have mm-hmm. seen some real growth and some interaction in multiple schools, uh, middle and high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's been neat to see them grow in that area. And we've been able to partner with them, not only financially, with people who volunteer for Young Life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you find that those volunteers typically have been in Young Life when they were in high school mm-hmm. and have such a, a love for it that they come back and they volunteer. Mm-hmm. So that t- that is mm-hmm. a, that's kind of the typical volunteer yeah. for that. And Fellowship of Christian Athletes, again, another new organization in the area that is gaining some traction. And we're just looking to see how we're best going to part with, with partner with them over these next years. Mm-hmm. And Young Life, uh, their local director here, Sam Noble, um, is part of our local body here at Fellowship Bible Church. Mm-hmm. And they, they, there's just a neat kind of camaraderie, I think, that we all have with each of these organizations. Whether sure. somebody is on staff there or affiliated from Fellowship in general, but just how we have a partnership with mm-hmm. a lot of their key leaders Um they do look to Fellowship Bible Church as a as a primary supporter. They do of them. They do, and that's, it's easy to see why, mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of people who call FBC their home. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, there, there's a there's a big pool of people to communicate their their vision to. So that's it's one of those it's it's a it's a place where they can um, feel like. Their efforts could be doubled, tripled, quadrupled, whatever, mm. uh, if they're able to kind of get in the door and yeah. talk with folks. And if if you're watching or listening and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I, I can really see myself um, gravitating sort of towards one of those organizations, what, what would you suggest that we do as a church body or as an individual person to mm-hmm. get connected if... If they donate to them directly, is that okay? Do they should they contribute to FBC for us to send out? Like, how do you yeah. work with these organizations from just FBC staff perspective? Yeah, from a, 
from an individual who's out there thinking, oh, I'd like to be a part of that in yeah. some way. Um, you know, take some time and, and, and think and pray through where God would have you serve. Mm. Um, has he given you a passion for a people group? Mm-hmm. You know, is it, is it uh, unwed mothers? Is it uh, the homeless? Is it uh, abused women? Is it teens? Or, you know, how, mm-hmm. how has God given you kind of this, this heart for those people? And then kind of follow that in there. You know, giving is something, again, that's a very personal thing. And you can, you can just think through, okay, how can I best do that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every organization we deal with is always looking for monthly donors. That, right. That's kind of the gold standard right. is monthly donors. Uh, and if that's something that you would like to be a part of, then then contact them directly. I'm yep. sure they will be glad to help you figure that yep. out. Exactly. That's uh, hence why they do these fundraising <laughs> events they do, each year to attract us to They're, they're looking for monthly yeah. monthly investors. And, yeah. and then if that leads you even deeper into how you can best volunteer or come alongside maybe even from from you know doing things uh, outside of their normal because uh, there are folks who who help out by contacting donors mm-hmm. and doing mailers they may not have direct contact with with the population that they're working with but there's a lot of other ways they can mm-hmm. be a part too mm-hmm. that's that's a lot in just one big overview for what you called bucket number one Bucket number one <laughs> is that. So we're not going to take that much time for the other buckets. Yeah. But let's just go through and move on to this bucket two. Re- redefine that for us and what's happening. Yeah, with that's that. the mentoring partnership mm-hmm. that we have with Winchester Public Schools, yep. and we've been doing that for seven years now, where we have come uh, to the school system with volunteers who mentor uh, just one child. They have one child they mentor one hour a week through the school year. Um, our hope is that they follow those along. Uh, year after year after year, we have our longest to date is six years. Hmm. So this mentee started hmm. uh, when she was in the third grade, wow. and now she's in the ninth grade, and cool. she's had the same mentor for six years. So th- those are those are success stories that we can see those things happen, and they come along. They they are a caring adult who are consistently in that child's life. It's consistently. Uh, uh, encouraging them forward mm. uh, in whatever need they might have, um, and that we have found great success in. Mm. So, how did the rollout of this coming year go? Because we had announced that a few months earlier when school season started, and we're yeah. looking for new mentors, mentees. Is there still opportunities there? It's always opportunities. We have a bunch of of new mentors who have gone through the training and the background process, all of those things that they had to do. Uh, so we're we're in the process. Even now, we're still connecting mentees and mentors together. That it's been kind of a slow start this year. Mm-hmm. With there's. There's numerous different reasons, but mm-hmm. slower than we'd hoped it be, would yeah. be. Yeah. Well, that's bucket two, which, by the way, I think you said this, but I'll emphasize the entire Winchester City school system we yes. are now affiliated with, not just Quarles. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how has that been going with the partnership with all the different um, administrators Good. there? Yeah. And every school has a different flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every school has not only a different flavor, but kind of a different entry point of how you connect with mentors, the mentors to the mentees, and so it's it's a learning process for us and for them. Mm. Um, so as and, and and it's a good reminder that it's a learning process. Sure, that it doesn't just happen overnight. It's I a wish slow it did, partnership. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're talking about working with city 
governmental administrative people that are going to be a little hesitant yeah. to allow a church exactly. to, to come in those doors. Yeah. Um, never mind say the things that we want to share with, with them. So, exactly. So yeah, it's going to be a slow process, but God has been opening doors yeah. over these years. Yeah. And that's been, it's been a wonderful thing to see those doors open. Um, and, and we're just being faithful to walk through them mm-hmm. as they open and not try to kick them down, mm-hmm. um, but to just be faithful in that forward process. Yeah. So it's been good. Bucket number three, you mentioned of just kind of like talking to your neighbors and your coworkers and how can we individually yeah. reach out to the community? Well, there's Halloween coming up. It is. And so walk us through what can Halloween present itself as an opportunity, which we've done for years now, light yeah. up the night. Light up the night. And it is really as simple as leaving your light on. Mm. Um, it's real easy for uh, Christ's followers to shun Halloween because it has such an evil connotation and they want to push it back. Um, but our hope is that we can redeem it, mm. that mm-hmm. we really can redeem it and make it a night of light and not of darkness. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, and we just make ourselves available. Mm-hmm. Uh, we leave that light on. Uh, we give the best candy. Uh, we have here at FBC, we have tracks for people to hand out with that. But we encourage them to make it make it a small little event in your yard that your neighbors and their kids can come over to enjoy and that you have opportunity to talk with them and to build relationships and to 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 just say, you know what, we want to have fun tonight with you and we want to come alongside you, not just tonight, but for our right. whole lives together right. as we live across the street or down the corner from each other. We want to invest in you. And, building those relationships. And build those building bridges. The re- building the bridges yeah. for the per- with intentionality, right? Sure. With the purpose of saying, okay, what do you know about God? Yeah. What? Ask those key questions, you know. If you were to die tonight, what would happen? I mean, I don't know if you're going to go directly with that on Halloween, yeah. but you know what? Like, it you might, never know. It might be the one, you know, <laughs> or simply by asking them things about themselves, getting a little background on kind of, of knowing where they come from. And, mm-hmm. what, and yeah. that gives you a lot of perspective on what they think about God. Yeah. You know, have they had good church experiences or did they have a really bad church experience at yep. some point that turned them away? Yeah. Yeah. So, it just... That kind of information is just helpful to know how to best approach someone. Well, then the biggest outreach event of the year that we do at Fellowship Bible Church is right on the heels of that. Um, I don't know if we throw this in the bucket number three category or not, (laughs) but um, this is Follow the Star. So what's the latest with Follow the Star right now? Give us an update on what the church needs to know. Yeah, so Follow the Star, again, will be here on the property of FBC. Mm -hmm. Um, There's... Most likely not a likelihood that we would ever go back to the battlefield. Mm. So if anybody's wondering if we'd ever go back to the battlefield, the answer is is no. And why would you say that? Just curious. There are a couple things. Um, if you've driven by um, Creekside, mm-hmm. you you probably notice that they've been building townhouses behind it. Yep. Where we used to park hundreds of cars. Mm. So that <laughs> that would make it a, a difficult thing. Yeah. Right off the bat, yeah. uh, would be parking. And the hilly terrain. The hilly terrain um, setup is easier here. There's just a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And when we came here to this, we didn't lose any people. Right. 
So we didn't right. lose any numbers. So there wasn't a need. And there's the benefit of at least exposing people to our campus. Of This is an address and a location of where the event yeah. is. And this is where we gather for our corporate gatherings yeah. in the weekend. So they've already... They've already driven here once. Yeah. How hard is it for them to drive again? So, yeah, follow the stars the way that uh, we promote the extraordinary hope we have in Christ uh, to our community. Mm. And it is something that we can do as a whole body. And mm -hmm. we do. We take It takes about 500 volunteers uh, to make follow the star work. Mm. Um, and over the course of two nights, we'll see six to 7,000-ish people uh, walk through um, and, and hear the story of Christ's birth and up through the cross. And through that whole opportunity, they hear the gospel sprinkled through the whole time. Mm -hmm. so. so over these next several weeks, you're going to be hearing announcements and updates of how you can get plugged in. Mm -hmm. It starts with prayer. Um, it continues to say, okay, where and how um, can you serve? And then who would you invite if you're going to attend yourself? Um, there's, again, an opportunity for every person mm -hmm. to really uh, assist with this process, yes. whether you're just baking cookies, whether you're just praying, whether you invite somebody or whether you're an actor or whether you're a, a singer or a tour guide, you name yeah. it, there's possibility for anyone to participate. Yeah. Yeah, and one of the things that we've actually we're adding into this year is a it's called a group leader. So the, a group leader would be somebody who, as we're forming groups to go on these on the, you know, on these walks, that group leader comes with them at the very beginning, and they they're the ones who are interacting with folks and answering questions about the church. They they will follow them through the entire walk through and all the way into the tent, hmm. and 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 they become their personal. Uh, leader through the time cool. to build that relationship over. Yeah. So they're not being handed off because typically you're handed off from one person to the next person, to right. the next person, to the next person. So this way they'll have one person who is with them the whole time. That's helpful. Um, so yeah. that's a, that's and a we're still thing. associating it and going to participate in the Christmas parade. We'll be Winchester. doing the parade as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Every year we, we have been doing that. Um, it's a great opportunity for us, not just as a, a publicity thing, but we are promoting the gospel as we go along. So, As opposed to many other things that are being promoted, promoted at <laughs> yeah. that parade, yes. right? <laughs> um, well, that's bucket three of just some a couple of events happening here at the church mm -hmm. in a nutshell. But still, it, I would continue to go back to that Building Bridges focus that we did a few, uh, several months ago now, and, mm -hmm. and look at some of the content that was presented there back uh, earlier this year and just rethink, okay... Where where do I fit with my relationships with my neighbors or my coworkers, mm -hmm. and um, is there an intentionality that I can have for those opportunities to share Christ with someone? Yeah, um, yeah. The so, people that you live, work, and play with. Exactly. Bucket four. Bucket four is uh, church planning. Any yeah. updates with that? So that's our newest uh, inroad. Um, you know, FBC over the last seven years has planted two different churches, one being a Hispanic church that was born out of our partnership with Quarles mm -hmm. and in that neighborhood. And then the other is uh, FBC Shenandoah, which is in Woodstock, which was born out of uh, a large number of folks who were driving to Winchester to come to church, mm -hmm. driving from Shenandoah County, coming north. Uh, their neighbors weren't going to come with them to church, so we went there. Mm -hmm. uh, it was really mm -hmm. the intent. Which... 
big success. I mean, I yes. would say with with starting with Dundon Hartog, then going to Dennis McNutt, and the growth that that church has seen over the years. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it is uh, it's amazing to see how God has has worked and used those people, mm-hmm. and um, they are seeing amazing amounts of folks coming. Uh, from the community, and that's just a really neat mm-hmm. thing to to watch, mm-hmm. um, and to, to have been able to see that at the front. Mm-hmm. Both of those church plants were completely different. Right, um, we, we could not duplicate them ever again. Mm. But it doesn't uh, mean that we shouldn't continue thinking about how to plant churches. So, what eyes do we have of locations or? Areas that we feel like, okay, God is leading us. Yeah. So um, the elders and and I, our thought is, okay, how do we plan better? Hmm. How do we plan better? How do we train better? How do we do those things better? So we're going to back up a little bit and do some learning first. Hmm. Uh, We're partnering with a group called Fellowship Associates. Uh, Fellowship Associates is the church planning arm of Fellowship Bible Church in Little Rock. Hmm. Uh, so we're going to partner with them over the course of the next year and learn everything that they have learned uh, in the last 25 years. Right. Uh, Don't necessarily reinvent the wheel. Not going to reinvent yeah. the wheel. And do our best at creating what we're going to call it's a residency program uh, where we'll be training church planters. And as those church planters are being trained, inviting the people of FBC to maybe go with them. Hmm. Wherever that is, mm-hmm. um, we went to a conference years ago, and at the conference they had this church planner and his his family up on stage, and they're like, "Here's, you know, Jim, the church planner," and they <laughs> said he's going to be planning a church in in uh, in Georgia. Who would like to join him? Hmm. Right after the service, we're going to have uh, a meeting up in room whatever, and if you'd like to hear more about it. That'd be the place to go. Mm. So I decided I wanted to see what that was going to look like. And mm. so there were about 100 people Wow, who went to this meeting. Wow. Uh, when they planted that church, there was 20, 25 families that moved with them mm. to plant that church. And I just thought, what a, wow. a picture of God sending people mm-hmm. with the gospel into places that needed to hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. So that's our hope, is that as we begin to train better, that God will open doors of places that Mm. he'll want us to go. Mm. And whether they're just across town or across the state, or maybe they're much farther away, we don't know. We're going to be open to that. Um, But our hope is just at the beginning to be more prepared for it. That's a great discipleship opportunity through this training and through this learning and through this kind of study period, if you want to call it that. To, yeah. to bring people along with you during that process to say, okay, where does God have yes. us? So we have a, a church planting team right mm-hmm. now, and that's their, that's their focus over this mm-hmm. next 12 months mm-hmm. is to, to be learning and planning and looking toward what does it look like uh, to, to, to be a church that plants churches, that plants churches, mm-hmm. that plants churches. That's great. And we just came off the heels of the Global Church Week, where we're seeing God do that around the world with our global missions team, Mm -hmm. and how all of a sudden there's been some exponential growth happening with the leaders that we've been working with for numerous years. Mm -hmm. There is nothing holding us back to say we can't do that same thing here locally in Virginia or West Virginia or beyond. Yeah. 
here uh, in the country. Yeah. yeah, so often you hear stories of of you know these foreign countries and you know the our global church partners and they'll say something like, "Well, there was this village." Mm. And we decided to go there and to gather somebody, you know, some folks and and ask them if they wanted to do a study. It was that simple. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, they start gathering people and a church is born. And it, we're just, you know, we're just amazed at how simple it actually is. And yeah. we complicate things yeah. in our Western world. So. Yeah. Well, humans complicate things, I think, too, right? <laughs> yeah. In general. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that is, that's been a great update. Thank you for uh, just sharing all that. It's it's helpful to kind of visually think of things in those kind of buckets mm-hmm. and know that FBC is involved in so much more than just inside of the church walls. Um, it goes into our local community and beyond. And so part of that That's idea of preparing and deploying dependent disciples, there's that deploying. And yeah. we are all meant to be deployed. deployed. So... Thank you, Scott. Thank you. For being a part of this today. Thank you guys for watching and listening and being a part of the episode. Remember, there's the Sermon Spotlight podcast that we have at the church. There's also the Global Missions podcast that we have at the church. So make sure you subscribe to those. Um, You can find us when we post them on Facebook, or you can also see them on YouTube or any other areas where you get your podcasts. And um, keep letting us know what you're looking for. We want to hear your stories as well. So Uh, it's encouraging to hear stories from people within the church. And um, trust me, it's not that scary to sit here and chat. It's not that scary. It's not that scary. We'd love to hear from you. So um, until we do chat again, let's let Christ be the focus of our lives each and every day.